G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. G'day and welcome to today's 2020 podcast. Just a reminder though, before we get too much further, that you can catch up on the full program of 2020 every weekday on the Vision Radio Network in the West from 8am in Queensland from 10 and the Eastern Daylight Saving States from 11. All and disturbing images of a community in grief in the US after the mass shootings at the Sandy Hook Elementary School in the state of Connecticut. There were 27 people, including 20 children, that were killed by a gunman one week ago. Our churches in the close-knit community are all offering their support to the grieving community with so many people knowing someone with direct connection to the tragedy. One of the local ministers is Pastor Phil Morgan, He spent his youth here in Australia and is the senior pastor at the First Assembly of God Church in Brookfield, Connecticut, close to the Sandy Hill Elementary School. He spoke with Neil Johnson just yesterday. Pleasure to be here. Nice to talk to you, Neil. Phil, you are pastoring a church there and just a stone's throw from the Sandy Hook uh, Elementary School. Uh, How far, in fact, is your church from the school? Uh, The city that we live in is the greater city of Danbury and Newtown is one of the townships within the city and, and we are the next township so we're from our church to the school is around about eight or nine miles. And Phil you know just as we get into a conversation about what's happening there I know that there'll be listeners uh, to our conversation now whose hearts are broken as to the loss of life that's happened there at that elementary school and uh, just letting you know that our thoughts and prayers are with you and church leaders in your district. Now, uh, Phil, as I understand it, you have a role in a minister's fraternal type gathering of uh, ministers who are in the area. And is it true you're the leader of that fraternal? Uh, not at the moment. I have been the leader of that group, but uh, I'm still meeting with that group on a regular basis. And in, in fact, we're meeting uh, the day after tomorrow for... Uh, some planning as to how we go forward in the in the months ahead. This is going to be a situation that uh, will take a lot of time to minister to and to bring healing. No doubt you've had contact with ministers and there would be a response that uh, all of those churches in the area are pursuing. Uh, what sort of response do you, do you have yourself in your own church uh, to some of the issues that have arisen with the mass shooting? Well, at the moment, the the immediate response is each church is uh, caring for the connections within their own congregation because, as you can imagine, across our city, um, every church has so many different points of connection to what took place. There wouldn't be a person in the city who didn't have some kind of connection to it through someone they knew or someone they worked with. And uh, when it comes down to individual congregations, we're trying to bring that healing to each one. Um, in the longer term, uh, we're meeting together to see how we can uh, bring together our financial resources and other things. There are many, many expressions of help coming in from right across the world, as well as, of course, the United States. We, um, every 
church in the city, the pastors have been inundated with phone calls from around uh, the United States from our own networks, uh, wanting to send money, wanting to send help. And so we're just doing what we can at the moment to see how we can, we can funnel those things in a way that's really positive for the days ahead. So immediately we're working with our, each of our own congregations and then we're doing some planning on how we can, we can work together in the longer term. Phil, on your congregation there has been some close connection to what's happened at Sandy Hook. Uh, are you able to tell us what uh, those connections are? Sure. Um, we, we have none of the, the people who were killed in the shootings were from our congregation, uh, but many, many kind of indirect connections. For instance, we have one lady in our congregation who for the last two years has worked with a special needs child in the school and on Friday morning um, she was r- rushing the child to get to school as the child was very often running late and uh, she had the child and dropped her off uh, at the school and 10 minutes later the shootings occurred and the little girl was, was killed. Um, we have the, a gentleman in our congregation who was the dispatcher who took the very first 911 call, a frantic call from the school early that morning. Um, we have uh, on, on our church board we've got a, a man who uh, manages a Starbucks <coughs> restaurant and he, uh, he had just trained over the last year with a, another girl and uh, she was finishing up her education as a teacher and um, she went into the school as a substitute teacher on Friday and she was, she was killed. Um, we have multiple... Um, teachers in our congregation who knew the principal very very well so there's just those uh, connections and they they hour by hour became apparent we have another uh, little girl i say little girl she's a first year college student and last year she had been mentoring two girls in ballet and both of the girls were killed in the shootings Um, that's our congregation then you need to multiply that out Every congregation in town has those kinds of con- uh, connections. And so, of course, our first thoughts are, are with the, the families that have been directly affected, the parents. We can't imagine how, what they're going through. as it, Nobody can. Uh, but beyond that, there are circles and circles. The first responders, many of these people who went to the elementary school and uh, were confronted by what they found there, it's going to take a time for them to work through what's happened. Phil, dealing with grief and uh, just an outpouring of uh, distress in the community is something that pastors need to be able to deal with. Are there certain ways that you're intending to be able to approach those issues, not only within your own congregation but with the wider community? Yeah, I think we're all... um you know, working. We have a very experienced clergy in in Danbury, with uh, many pastors who've been here for for a number of years and been with their congregations. So we're we're glad of all those resources. And then beyond that, we're also tapping our networks for uh, professional counsellors. Um, and and there there are lots that are coming in uh, to to help us and assist us with that. But I think you know, a lot of these uh, situations, it's the ministry of presence and just being there to listen and to to put your arm around somebody. I think our congregations are as important as, uh, you know, the individuals who are leading the churches. It's churches getting around 
these families and just helping them as best we can. Pastor Phil Morgan is the Senior Pastor at the First Assembly of God Church at Brookfield in Connecticut. It's just a short drive from the Sandy Hook Elementary School and he grew up here in Australia and is now providing pastoral care and support in the middle of a grieving community. Now when he spoke to Neil yesterday, Neil asked Phil about the talk of moves in the US to reignite the gun control debate. Now, with the understanding that the US is a completely different kettle of fish to Australia when it comes to the right to bear arms, and in light of the grief that community is dealing with, Pastor Phil Morgan shared his thoughts on the gun control debate. Yes, well, uh, the President's been alluding to that in the last few days, and uh, whenever that happens, it becomes a very divisive issue here in the United States. Um, enshrined in the in the Bill of Rights under the Second Amendment is the right to keep and bear arms, and and so that's very much in the American culture. Um, but I think, personally, my own thought on it would be that nobody is served by not having thorough discussion about these things. And I think both sides on that debate here in the United States need to be able to talk about it without anyone feeling threatened that rights are going to be given up or anything. There needs to be discussion about how uh, these things are, are managed and, and what regulations there are. And I think there's plenty of room for that. But unfortunately, here in, in the United States, it is such a divisive issue, and there are very loud voices on both sides of the debate. So usually the, the discussion breaks down very quickly. I hope that um, this shooting, in addition to the others that have taken place, will, will lead to at least some discussion. Are churches considered to be a credible voice when it comes to the debate on guns? Um, Again, the churches probably break down into a a division between left and right. And um, generally speaking, the the caricature that's painted is that uh, evangelical churches are on the right and therefore they are uh, pro-bearing of arms. And then perhaps some of the uh, other churches, non-evangelical churches, would be left in their political alliances and and therefore would be pro-gun control. And it's not as neat a division as that, but that's the way it's always portrayed. And so, generally speaking, I, we, we got a phone call at our offices just in the last couple of days, an anonymous call, somebody left on our phone services, you know, saying basically, uh, you evangelicals always support um, gun rights, and here we are again. So it's, it's really not a, a helpful kind of a situation. Um, I think the churches need to be seen as quite above all of that sort of politics and just uh, appealing for uh, for there to be understanding in the community and for good dialogue to take place. Phil, I don't want to dominate our conversation just on gun laws, uh, but let's come back to children. Uh, let's come back to the sorts of questions that people, uh, you know, good people are asking about God and how these sorts of things can happen in, uh, and we know that this is a fallen world and and that sin colours our human nature and uh, that tragedies like this can happen. But what sort of responses have you been able to give to people who've been coming up with tough questions in a time like this? Yeah, we, I've got to say we've had um, some prayer services in our own churches, all the churches have done, and uh, people have been flocking out to come and and just be together and to pray. And on Sunday, uh, I think every pastor in the city, as probably they did across America, were uh, adjusting their messages to talk about this because there there are questions that are being asked. 
about where was God in, in all of this. And you hit the nail on the head, Neil, we're living in a fallen world. And uh, I think we just need to be reminded that the most grieved about sin and its symptoms is, is God himself. And I was reminding our congregation on Sunday that uh, every act of violence like this, which is, it comes to our attention when it's such a, an obvious tragedy, but multiply it by thousands of times every day that people die in tragic and criminal circumstances. And God has to witness every act. God has to see every death, every rape, every act of violence. And God is more concerned about this than, than anyone else. And the issue is that if he were to step in and stop it today, it would be rampant again tomorrow because sin is the ultimate problem. When I was 12 years old, I had my appendix out. It was no good the doctor, you know, just trying to treat the symptoms. I had a corrupted organ inside of me that needed to be surgically removed. And, and God is looking at this world, and the, the symptoms are horrific, but the, the core problem is, is the fallen world and, and sin. And, and the answer is that God has done something about this. He sent his son, and we're just so full of hope that very soon Jesus is coming back, and he's going to put all of this right. There'll be no more. Sandy Hooks. There'll be no more Columbines or anything like that. God's going to put it right. But in the meantime, we, we grieve with the world and we, we just seek to, to bring God's love into the situation. Phil, is it a tap on the shoulder for people who are straying, who are drifting from uh, the roots of their Christian faith, who perhaps are half-hearted in their relationship with God? Is, is this sort of news a tap on the shoulder that says... Uh, time to get serious with God because these sorts of things are a symptom of a society uh, that isn't uh, pursuing God. Right, and bring it right down to the individual. There were six adults who went to work that morning at the Sandy Hook Elementary School thinking it was just another day, and in seconds their lives were over. And that has to confront us with eternity, which is just a heartbeat away from every one of us, and we need to be right with God, and we need to have our families right with God. Uh, to, to be facing this kind of a situation and to not know the Lord and to not have his presence in your home would be such a, an awful thing. So uh, it is a tap on the shoulder for every person, for sure, to say we need to be right with the Lord and seeking him as families. Well, Pastor Phil Morgan is the senior pastor at the First Assemblies of God Church in Brookfield, just a stone's throw from where that tragedy happened, uh, the shooting of those children at the Sandy Hook Elementary School. Phil Morgan, uh, certainly appreciate your time in talking to us, and thanks for staying up late uh, to be able to have this conversation. And uh, there are listeners around Australia, and I just reiterate uh, that our thoughts and prayers are with you in this time and with your community, uh, with your church, as you respond to the needs and the grieving of your community. And uh, we just pray God's special blessing on all that you do, that you might find favor in the community uh, because of your loving and your caring response towards those who are grieving at this time. Pastor Phil Morgan, thanks for being with us on 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil, and we do appreciate every prayer. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts, or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.